Hi, my name's Emmy. And I'm Kayla. We've been best friends since college, where we found out we had a lot in common. We were both vibrant communications majors who met at a leadership camp. We've shared some of life's major milestones together, from living together in college, first loves and breakups, to each of our weddings, and now we even have our own families. I recently moved back from North Carolina after living there for four years. We now live in the same town again. One of the biggest things that's connected us have been our pasts dealing with trauma. I struggled with an eating disorder for a lot of my childhood and an early adulthood. And I was sexually assaulted by a family member over a long course of time as a young kid. We wanted to start this podcast not only to share our stories with the world, but to give other people the opportunity to share their stories and give them a voice. No matter your age, race, or gender, everyone has a story, and we're here to break down barriers constructed by today's taboo society. This is Motherful. Powerful moms, powerful topics. Okay, hi guys. It's Emmy here today with Kayla. Hello. And today you are getting a surprise episode that we are not going to be telling people about because it's Valentine's Day. Yay! Love, love. Love, love, love. <laughs> now Kayla has been, her her and her whole family have been basically sick for almost a month and a half now. So yep. Yeah, so I, the, my kiddos and hubby got over flu and bronchitis last week, and I now have pneumonia. So I got the worst of it, it seems, but we're hanging in there. Great time in the steak household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a kind of a solitude month of January. I think I, I, I've seen three people outside of the people that I work with. Yeah, it's just been a bad month sickness and weather well today it feels like a spring day outside yeah i actually took luna to the park this morning and we played for a little bit okay so we're talking about love today yes uh i am not a believer in valentine's day honestly because cameron and i have just never really celebrated it because we Mm -hmm. believe that it's just corporations telling us that we need to spend more money in an outrageous priced on things that we should be doing year-round anyways valid point so i think our valentine's day plan is going to be getting some ice cream and watching a movie maybe but (laughs) we've never really done anything super extravagant for the holiday oh well i Corey and i don't really do anything but i go all out for the kids i usually decorate the house well not the house but like the downstairs like when they wake up and come down for breakfast there's like hearts and stuff strung down and they all have like their little I make them like a little candy bouquet just like a like dollar store candy boxes and a little balloon and and they have like a little school craft to do just make it kind of like an appreciation day for them I feel like that's your your normal everyday life is crafts and decorating so yeah it yeah. might not be really that much out of the ordinary for you <laughs> True. Well, we made, we made um, Valentine's Day keychains two weeks ago when they were here to give to everybody. So they made some for their mom, and then they made some for their half other half brother, and then they made some for Corey to give for Valentine's Day, which they had fun with. That they turned out really good. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I was thinking about maybe doing a heart reef out of hands with Luna. Yeah. We'll see how, I don't know if she'll hold her hand still for me to trace it, but we'll see how that goes. We'll give it a shot. So today we're talking about love languages. 
Yes. And I think the scam that everyone is told and led to believe that the key to a healthy relationship is good communication, Mm -hmm. which we are both communications majors. So we know all about talking to other human beings, but it's a lot more complex than just saying communication. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you could tell somebody that you love them or that you want to be in a relationship with them as much as you want, but words are just words. It has to come down to their actions, too. Right. And I personally don't believe in soulmates. I don't know about you on that topic, but I believe that any marriage, any relationship that you have is a lot of hard work. It's Mm -hmm. not based on your souls being connected. It's a lot of hard work. And it's about aligning your values and having the same similar interest, at least somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think things happen for a reason, but you do have to still put in, like you said, the hard work and dedication to one another. Right. And if I'm going to believe in the soulmate argument, I hardly believe that because both you and I are married to people that came from our same general areas that we mm-hmm. were raised in. If soulmates are real, I do not think that I would have met my soulmate probably in the same town that I lived in all my life. Yeah, true. I mean, that is crazy to think about though. Like we both went off to college um, and then came back home. And while we were at, well, you found your, your husband while you were at college, but they were from the same area. And like right. we found each other and we're from the same area. Basically, so. that one might be. I feel like, so for you and, okay, this is going to sound savvy. So for you and I, it might be destiny. Right, right. Because we were raised about an hour away from each other. There would have been almost no opportunity for us to meet Mm -hmm. unless things aligned that we both picked the same college, both in the same major. We both have a lot of very similar things. Yes. That it really came down to which college that we came to. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I only really applied for Clarion University, our school that we went to, but there were so many, like, had one of us not chose to go to college, Mm -hmm. when we transferred, had we gone different majors, like, ah, yep, yep, yeah, a lot, a lot at play in there, yeah, yeah, but we are talking today, a lot of our conversation is going to come from the website, it's called Mm fivelovelanguages.com, And if you aren't familiar with that website, I would definitely recommend going and checking it out. It was really fun. There's a quiz Mm -hmm. on it that you answer this or that type scenarios. And it tells you what is your love language based on the answers that you give. So the five love languages, if you aren't familiar with them, is one, receiving gifts. Two, quality time with your partner. Three, words of affirmation. Four, physical touch. And five acts of service. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this is actually a book too, because I read I read the book before I found out there was a website. But then it goes over the same thing. Yeah, it's probably a lot more in depth. Oh yeah. Than what we're I'd never read the book. I just went to the website, but yeah. I thought the quiz was really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just a quiz person. I don't remember. No, if you knew back in like in our high school days, there was a website that you could just make your own quizzes on, and it, mm-hmm. like. I made Twilight quizzes and, like, super (laughs) dumb nerdy quizzes, but I just love, and it would be like, what uh, Twilight character are you, or which Harry Potter house are you, like, those type of quizzes, you know, based (laughs) off of stupid things that had no correlation to the actual books or movies or anything, but yeah, that was me. Anyway, there was my tangent on quizzes, but... (laughs) 
So do you want to go over our results first, and then we can talk about some of the struggles and problems with love languages? Yes. You can go first. Okay. Well, I let me let uh, me guess. I I briefly saw that you put your love languages in the, mm -hmm. our notes section here, but I didn't really read them in depth. I'm going to guess what I think your top two love languages are out okay. of the five. I think. Mm, I think quality time. Okay. And I don't know. I think it's. I know physical touch is up there, but I don't know if it's the top two, probably. But I'm going to say it's probably, like, it's, they're all very similar. And mm -hmm. I'll say whenever I took the quiz, my results were all within a couple points of each other, you know. It's mm -hmm. not like you're 80% one thing and only a very, like, it's it's very, all of mine were in the 30 range, you know. So it's mm -hmm. very, pretty much the same. But I'm going to go with, for you, quality time and... Words of <laughs> affirmation? Close. So uh, when I took the quiz for myself, my first uh, top choice was actually physical touch. It was 30, 37%. And I think a lot of times when people think physical touch, they think being that your love language is being intimate, but it's not all about that. It's a love, person whose love language is physical touch is more about not being touchy but showing physically that you are there, that you are present with your, your partner. Um, so like a hug or a pat in the back or holding hands, thoughtful touches on the arm, those things, kinds of things. Like I love, like if Corey isn't holding my hand in public, like I'm like patting him on the shoulder, like give me your hands, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, my second one was, was quality time. It was 27%. And that's just kind of like the undivided attention, like, sitting on the couch watching a movie together like you're you're there you're spending time together my third one was words of affirmation that was 23 percent 13 percent was acts of service and I had zero percent for gifts uh, I do not like gifts at all mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean I feel I feel guilty when people give me gifts but those were my love languages now Corey I had him take the test um he joked around the whole entire time when he took it but he took it his top three were the same as not my top three, but they were kind of out of order, but they were still the same top three. His was 33% uh, quality time. He likes to spend quality time. 30% was physical touch, and then 13% was words of affirmation, and then he had gifts and acts of service. So our top three both kind of aligned with one another and how we wanted to be shown love and how we show love. And that's where I think a lot of couples struggle is they know what their love language is, but they don't know what their partner's is. Yeah, so they yeah. show they show love how they want to be loved, but not how the other person deserves to be shown. Right. And if you aren't familiar, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with love, like the topic of love language. They just know, mm -hmm. I like, uh, you know, I like quality time or I like gifts but they don't understand how to articulate that necessarily yes. to their partner they just want them to know automatically but it is important mm -hmm. to, it's part of communication mm -hmm. you do have to to talk to your partner about what you expect out of them yes and that's something that Corey and I we talk about a lot too because I often find myself Pat and Corey on the back are trying to give him hugs and like showing him how I want to be loved, but that's not what he wants. He wants to spend time together. So do you want to guess what you think 
my love languages are top two or three okay so i think your top one is quality time i think cam's is quality time too and then i think your second one would be words of affirmation i think his would be that too and then maybe acts of service i think those top three are your top three and his top three are you going to be upset to know that you are completely wrong? Kind of. Yeah. So my top one is acts of service. Okay. I I very much so will say that I do a lot of house chores and a mm. lot of shopping. I mean, I work at a grocery store, so I do a lot of the things that make the house run mm-hmm. that I... I really appreciate when Cam will do the dishes for me or yeah. say, hey, I switched the laundry over. Uh, my top, my second one was, and this is going to sound bad of me, uh, sort of compared to what you were explaining. My second one was actually receiving gifts. Okay. But I don't want to sound materialistic because I'm very much a, like, do mm-hmm. not buy me anything over $20 ever is pretty much how we, we set a limit for ourselves of like $30 a person at Christmas time. Like that's how yeah. I want you to bring me M&Ms from the gas station whenever you stop to get gas. I want yeah. you to little tiny things, you know, I don't want huge things. I want to know that you saw something and you thought of me. So you got it for it, me. Yeah. I and I think, I, I think the, the receiving gifts for you, you that's what you think of. You think spending money. But even mm-hmm. if someone were to give you a handmade card, that's receiving a gift. And you would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some uh, of the questions I think they that asked about the whole gift thing was a little bit misleading. But, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And my my lowest one, actually, I, I, um, I didn't write all of them down. The percentage is my lowest one at 3% was physical touch, mm-hmm. which should be no surprise to you or to, mm-hmm. to my husband. I identify as being asexual, so I don't really value the touching aspect. And mm-hmm. the only reason I actually scored 3% was because it tripped me up on a question whenever it was like this or that. And the thing that it asked was, would you like to have a foot massage? And absolutely, I would like to have a foot <laughs> massage. Yeah. And they counted that as physical touch. Gotcha. And I, I'm a sucker for foot, foot, feet massage, foot massages. Yeah, foot massages. Yeah. My husband's top one was quality time. Okay. Yeah. Which I was surprised about a little bit. Just because I think he and I sometimes fall into the trap of our generation of we always have to be doing something with our hands. We always have to be scrolling. We always have Mm -hmm. to be playing a game on the Xbox or watching a show. And to me, quality time is very, let's, it's going to sound corny, but let's just sit at the table and stare into each other's eyes. Even if we don't have anything to talk about, (laughs) that's how I am. But, um, and he is very much, more into the physical touch aspect than I am, mm-hmm. which is hard sometimes because sometimes I just want to be like, leave me alone. I want to be over here and not touch anything. I don't know. It's yeah. just, I'm not a touchy person like that. 
Yeah. I will say something interesting, though, that I made notes of here. Luna's, like, peeking out of her room, like, crawling at me. I will say something interesting that I did realize when I was doing this is that my top love languages are different from my relationship to my friendships. Yeah. And I I expect my top one that I need is active service. But I also give a lot of acts of service to yeah. my friends. Yes. So, like, for example... I have a friend who has three kids and her and her husband both work a lot and they don't get a lot of time together. So when she was telling me one time that she just wishes she had someone that could watch her kids, I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let me watch your kids so you can go out and have a date night. Or if I go over to a friend's house and I know they have a lot going on and they have a couple dishes in the sink, I've washed people's dishes at their house before. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, when I was making those realizations, you are very against active services being done for you, at least by me, and that I've noticed. Like, I can mm-hmm. barely get away with doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. I babysat your kids one time so you and your husband could go to a funeral, and you were like, do you need paid? Uh, is this okay? Like, what's going on? It's like, it's fine. I promise mm-hmm. you. I got you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I like to do is I like to give that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that because I think, I don't know, I just have that guilty conscience when people do things because that's not, like you said, like that's not my language, how I show appreciation and care. Mine would be like giving you hugs, like we always hug goodbye and like those kinds of things. And I think quality time would be a friendship, my my friendship one, but we haven't been able to do that a lot lately being sick and being crazy and everything. But yeah, I get that. And it's yeah, cool I, it, I definitely it, value quality time too in my friend. I mean, I think you have to for your friendships, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Especially whenever you're it's it's outside of your relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. You're purposefully making time for the people that you value. Yes. Like when I was in college and our friend David lived the next building over from me when we were in college. I was literally at his apartment almost every night. Mm-hmm. Literally just hanging out on his couch while he did homework. Like I love being in the same space as my friends, even if we're not interacting, he would be doing homework. I would be watching something. I just love to have people surrounding me. Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert. It's, it's, it's who I am. Yeah. Well, we got the same job at McDonald's the one year. So you, (laughs) you've mentioned this before on the podcast and I didn't say anything. We did not work at McDonald's at the same time. We did, we were, we would not at the same time, I don't think, but we, we got hired and we worked different shifts. No. We worked at different times. So what happened was you were working at Subway and McDonald's at the same time. Yeah. And then I got hired at McDonald's for the summer that we lived together. Mm-hmm. But you weren't scheduled that entire summer. You didn't work at McDonald's at all that summer. Oh, I don't remember that. You only worked at Subway that summer because they stopped scheduling you for some reason at McDonald's. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember that now. I just remember, I remember that one night where I worked two 12-shower shifts, at Mc, one at McDonald's and then it was one at Subway. I remember we youth came over and spent the night at Wilkinson. Yeah, because you were doing something ridiculous like walking home at 3 a.m. by yourself. Yep. Yeah, because that's when the Subway shift ended. 
I'm starting to lose memories. I don't know if you've felt this way, but like certain things, like I can't remember anymore. Like they're blurry. I'm going to tell you, I struggle severely with trauma brain, like to this day. Mm -hmm. So I remember not a lot from college or high school or middle. Like most of my life is honestly just kind of a blur. Blur. Yeah. I'm starting to get that way too, like with about certain things, like a lot of so the sorority parties or anything that had to do with any ex traumatizing boyfriend in college. Can't really remember all the details. Yeah, it's trauma brain. And I mm-hmm. and I used to feel really guilty about that growing up. Like my but parents that- took us to Disney World twice and I remembered basically none of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be good though too. Your brain's protecting you from something that you didn't want to remember. It is, but it also sucks that that's taking away the good memories, you know. True. Okay. So back back to this. Yeah, back on topic here. (laughs) So there are struggles that I identified with each of the each of the love languages. Mm -hmm. There are struggles and problems that I identify. So the first one of receiving gifts is that it can be perceived as materialistic. If you mm-hmm. have someone in your life that likes to receive gifts and values your friendship, your relationship only based on what you're buying them and it they require like $100 purses or fancy shopping sprees, like mm-hmm. to me that is a, a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially coming from someone that doesn't have a lot of money to spend yeah. on extra things like that. The problem I would say with Quality time. This is a huge one. There's so many problems with quality time in our current society that I saw even mentioned, you know, our society is very based on technology. Yep. So people are always on their phones, on their tablet, tablets. Mm-hmm. And you also fall into the, the struggle of work, you know, mm-hmm. whenever you and your me and my husband both work opposite schedules. So I work nights and he works the days. So on certain days, we literally spend about less than an hour together. Yeah, that's tough. It is. That's and tough. between work and kids' schedules, I think you have a huge trouble, trouble with your kids' schedules between mm-hmm. everyone doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about that the other day because I asked my husband, I'm like, we, when was the last time we went out on a date? And he's like, I can't remember. And I said, I can't remember either. But making, like, the intentional date is what something what you guys need to do. I know if there was this... Um, like two, two, two rule, like every two weeks have a date, every two months have a weekend date and every two years plan a vacation for successful marriages that I saw on this yeah, other. Yeah, I definitely can't commit to that. That will not yeah. be, I can't do a schedule like that, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely you need to be intentional. Yes. You need to plan that time together. And there's a myth in our society that says, if I worked less, we would have more time together. And that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. You would have more time together, but are you spending that time just watching a movie or scrolling on your phone and doing your same things in separate areas? Mm-hmm. Or are you spending it together and stressing out about bills or like people being sick or not having enough money because you are spending more time together? Yeah. Uh, the next one is words of affirmation. You need to say the right things. You... Mm-hmm. When someone says they want words of affirmation, and I bet you can attest to this, mm-hmm. you aren't looking f- necessarily for words of affirmation to say, oh, you're 
you look this way. You are doing great. You're you're mm-hmm. looking for some people are looking for compliments on their appearance, but some people are looking for compliments on how they're doing in their everyday life. They're raising mm-hmm. up their kids, their jobs, what they're yep. spending their time doing. Yep. Most people when they I think when they get the words of affirmation when they're looking for someone to say that they are proud of them or they notice their achievements and things like that. And that is important. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our society is so focused on looking at the negatives of what's going on in someone's life that sometimes you do forget to praise the, the good things mm-hmm. that you have going on. Especially men. I think men are on the low totem pole for words of affirmation. Like they need to hear that they're doing a good job more often. Yeah, my husband and I actually, we just got in a conversation about this because I don't always understand some of the things that he tells his mom and chooses to tell her. Mm-hmm. It's just something I would not have a conversation with about with my mom. But he says that he likes to say certain things because he wants her to realize that he's doing a good job of being a dad, being a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think it is so different between men and women. I hate the, that it is. But women are often more times being told, you're a good mom. You're doing mm-hmm. great. Less than dads are being told, you're a great dad. Yeah, I agree. So really mm-hmm. telling your partner and your friendships whenever you say that you value words of affirmation, you need to tell them what type of affirmation that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the next one for physical touch is something that I... I just told you that I struggle with is mm-hmm. when one partner values physical touch highly, but the other part person or partner does not, mm-hmm. it can like, sometimes it makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I don't really love PDA. I'm okay with holding hands in public, but I'm not super comfortable with anything farther than that. Mm-hmm. And that physical touch, I think I was thinking about these, like which one of these long love languages would cause the most issue in relationships. And I think physical touch would be, because what if you have a partner who, wants to be very intimate and another partner who doesn't want to be and that could cause so much strain that could cause the one other partner who wants to be intimate to go out and cheat because they're not getting that love language from their partner which to be clear we're not condoning cheating of any source any kind correct but if you're in a relationship if you're in a marriage whatever it be and you really do value that physical touch and you need that to survive because some people do like you really Mm -hmm. do need that some people higher than others if it's leading you to think about or want to cheat it might just be best to end that partnership that relationship because you're just going to hurt each other more in the long run Mm -hmm. by saying well you're not giving me satisfying me and what I need so I had to find it elsewhere okay Mm -hmm. but that just makes you a jerk Mm -hmm. true But if the people are communicating, saying, hey, like, I don't feel like you appreciate who I am as a person or that you don't um, love me for who I am physically and mentally, then that would be different. Yeah. Uh, The last one here is acts of service. I, I struggle with this a lot because... I don't want to have to tell people what I, I need from them. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to say, hey, can you do the dishes? I kind of just want it to be done. Like, I want them yeah. to take the initiative of being, oh, I know you're stressed. I know you have a lot going on. I'm just going to jump on and do this. Yeah. And I don't want to have to tell you to do X, Y, Z, and then also keep nagging you about it. I just want it done. If I say it, I want it done then pretty much, mm-hmm. which is yeah. maybe is part of the problem. I should open my my boundaries up a little more and say – 
I would like you to do this in this time period and not mm-hmm. just expect you to jump off your chair and do what I ask. Yeah. Maybe if this is your love language, leave little notes around the house, give hints, that kind yeah. of thing. I, I almost feel like that falls in the trap of nagging, though, still. Mm, true. True. But, but still, like, having that open communication with your partner saying, hey, like, I feel appreciated in our relationship when you do this, 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 and this for me. Well, that falls into words of affirmation, and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about words of affirmation. I'd rather you just do whatever I need you to do <laughs> than being told that I'm doing a great job. I know I'm doing a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really need that for myself. <laughs> True. But you need to, like, service is has to be split no matter what whether or not how you view it you can't be the only one taking care of the kids keeping up the housework you need to make sure that you're not doing everything with nothing in return mm-hmm. true. true and there, there is an act of service that I have a really good example of when I was in college I knew someone who he at one point kind of dropped this mutual friend that we had And for no reason, really. And I asked why he did that. And he explained that he only kept people around in his life if he thought they could be useful to him in his current situation or down the road. So his act of service to me was dangerous because he was only interacting with people for how he could use them. Mm -hmm. And that's That's kind of, that's scary and manipulative. Very manipulative, yes. Now I'm trying to think who this person is. I'm like, was I interacting with this person at all? That's that's scary. Wow. I also, for this this love talk, I watched a TED Talk, and it was with a guy named Blair, George Blair West. And he did give three uh, tips to build a happy relationship, happy marriage, and avoid divorce. Mm-hmm. Number one, he said, was get married older. Uh, oftentimes we both got married I would say pretty young comparatively Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you get married older you develop more of who you are and so you know more of what you expect out of life as you you age I would say the person that I am I just got married last year but the person that I am now versus the person I was when I met my husband is very different true yeah well my parents got married when they were 17, 18, 18, 19. They've yeah. been together for 20. How old am I? I'm 27. So 27 years. Yeah, my parents got <laughs> married. They've been together. I think they've been together for 30 years, but mm-hmm. definitely it's. I agree. You need to. If you do get married young, you will go through changes. Everyone goes mm-hmm. through changes in their life. But you need to be able to communicate effectively with your partner oh, in yes. those changes to to be able to say, this is what's going on. Like, my husband knows that I have a lot going on. I've been struggling with my mental health over the past year. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to be on similar pages so they don't expect to compare you to the person that they think that they married or think that they met. Yeah. However long ago that was. And I think that really co- correlates with the number two that you have on here about if you change as individuals, you still have to come together and make decisions together. You do. Um, I don't prescribe to the old ways of thinking that a man or a woman wears the pants in the family. <laughs> I, I kind of hate that saying. Like, I know in my parents' relationship, my mom definitely wears the pants. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I've never believed in that in my own relationships. I think mm-hmm. it should be a partnership and you should be making decisions together. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And making decisions together on every aspect of your relationship, not just how to cook dinner or what bills to pay with your like in tax refund money. Like if you're in a blended family, like making decisions on the kiddos and on their health and education and on finances and stuff like that. Right, even dumb stuff. Like last night I was making dinner and Luna wanted to watch a movie and I said no. And then I'm like, no, but go ask your dad. Maybe he'll feel different. And I Mm -hmm. was like, what do you think? Should we let her watch a movie before dinner? And we discussed it. Like even something as small as that. Yep. And then the last one is really important is can you rely on your partner? Mm -hmm. Reliability is very important in anything pretty much every aspect of your life it's as little as can I rely on them to do the dishes whenever I Mm -hmm. ask them to if you can catch on to the theme here I hate doing dishes dishes? I I just want everyone to do them for me (laughs) but can you rely on your partner to do the dishes when you ask them to and as big as can you rely on your partner if one of you gets sick and has Mm -hmm. to be in the hospital to take care of you Mm -hmm. I agree and would you say that you can fully rely on Kim I mean, I don't think I, one, would be married if I didn't, or two, would be releasing that statement on the podcast that he listens to. (laughs) And true, true, true. But, you know, it really, and he was saying that it really, reliability on your partner becomes a lot more important when you start to get older, Mm -hmm. and you do start to have mental, mental, start to have health problems. Oh, yeah. Where it comes into question of one person maybe having to pick up the slack a little bit more because you're not able to do certain things mm-hmm. at the certain times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, like even like with this past couple weeks, my husband was sick. Like I had to take care of the kiddos and do a lot more things around the home. And then this week I was sick. So he picked up the slack. So definitely it goes both ways too. You have to be able to rely on your partner and your partner has to also re- be able to rely on you. Yes. Do you have any other thoughts that we haven't gone over about love? It can be very fickle. Fickle. Descri- fickle. Um, I don't know that word, please, for but the like, listeners and ever for me. Change, ever changing and silly. I really think that people who are, are listening to this might be like, oh, like, I already know what my love languages are. But really, like, go take the test to really find out like what your love languages is, are and is are. can't figure Words. out the right pronoun there. But then also figure out what your partner or your, whoever you're dating is, too. And that will really change, like, the aspect of your relationship and could maybe make things a little bit smoother. Yeah, definitely. I, I would say I didn't expect my husband's number one to be quality time. I really thought mm-hmm. that his number one was going to be physical touch because I know that is something – it was still in his top two or three. Mm-hmm. But when we had that conversation afterwards of taking the quiz, we both took it around the same time it really did. We do have communication and we do talk about certain things based off of the quiz. We talk Mm -hmm. about, I need this done because this is what I value. Mm -hmm. And when I, the other night I was getting ready for work and it's like, okay, I have about 45 minutes to go to work so I could either do what I want to do and play a game or work on the podcast, whatever I was thinking I could do. Or my husband's also here and I know he values quality time. So let me just sit and see what he would like to do for 45 minutes. And we ended up yeah. just cuddling for 45 minutes until yeah. I went to work, honestly. And I don't mind cuddling. I like cuddling. But 
Do you think people's love languages changed ba- or change based on who they are with? Like, say, um, a person is dating this one guy and their love language is words of affirmation, but then that relationship ends and she starts dating this other guy and it changes to, okay, it's acts of service now. Do you think people's love languages change based on who they're with? I think it can. Uh, I do know people that I definitely think mirror their partners, whoever they're with. I've seen yeah. it. Uh, I, and it, I myself don't think that I change in any of my relationships. If I talk to, mm-hmm. to you or I talk to Cam or I talk to my, one of my coworkers from work, I don't physically think that I, I change how I talk or the things that mm-hmm. I value. Mm-hmm. But it is, people do do that. Yeah. And you do change. Like, if you had asked me when I was in college what my love languages were, I don't think I would have answered the same as I, I do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I think mine would have been the same. I'm always the person where, like, I want to I wanna hold hands in the car. Like, the cute romantic stuff. I want to hold hands in the car. I want you to call me your girlfriend in public. I want you to be proud of me and me be proud of you type thing. I definitely think I used to be more when I was in high school anyways and everything was shiny and new boyfriends and things were exciting. I do think that I was a lot more into the PDA than I, I definitely am now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a maturity thing too. Oh, you know? yeah. But yeah. in being true to yourself, you, you shouldn't have to flip what you value and things that you believe in for the other person that shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like you need to do that. But if, the person you are with does value this thing and you are like, Oh yeah, I could definitely Mm -hmm. feel like I could slip more into that role, but you shouldn't feel like you have to, if you don't want to. Yes. And if you are starting to change yourself, maybe think that or look into that you may be with a toxic person. And if you think you are head over to our toxic relationships podcast that we're going to be releasing here soon, putting that out there. I think that, that so th- it's funny we're recording this way after, but this episode's gonna come out after or before mm-hmm. the toxic relationships episode because yep. surprise, you get a surprise episode and yeah. we're recording it three days before we release it. Yes. But in closing here, I would say you definitely need to know yourself and you need to know your partner. Mm-hmm. And you should not be afraid to have these conversations with your partner, with your friends. For everyone to get on the same page. Yes, exactly. Communication, I think, is key. And no matter what relationship you're in, if it's whether it's a friend, uh, an intimate partner, a bio-blended family relationship, communication, it always boils down to having effective communication. Yes. So make sure, thank you so much for listening, and make sure you head over to all of our social media. We have... Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which I still don't really know how to use, but I'm working on it. We (laughs) have our email accounts open. I'm definitely trying to get us more out there on social media to get more listeners. And something else you could do that would really help us out is, one, recommend us to a friend. Word of mouth Mm -hmm. is the major way that we are spreading right now. You talk to another person about this cool possible. Possum. I almost said this cool possum. This cool podcast you're listening to, and you tell them why you think that they would like it. You know, your friends are, I assume, have a lot of the similar traits and values that you do. Mm -hmm. So they might also really like to listen to the things that we're talking about. 
And two, what you can do to help us out is you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I, we've never requested that of our listeners before, but Mm-mm. reviewing on Spotify or on Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening, will help us gain more listeners because the more ratings you have, the higher up on the list of searches it comes mm-hmm. up. And the better and, we know how to record our podcast for you guys, what you guys want to listen to or discuss. Yeah, a huge, a huge element is we we want to know what people want to listen to. And if mm-hmm. you want to be on our show, you have a story that you want to tell, reach out to us. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, hoping that everyone has a happy Valentine's Day, whether you celebrate it or not. H- a happy love life, whether that be in your partnerships or your, your relationships with your friends sure. or family. Yes. Yep. Just I love a good love. Day. I'm not trying to knock on love. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Love should not be commercialized to make you think you need to spend more money. <laughs> okay. The end. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.